Ah, what a way to start going into the uh, Father's Day weekend there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Welcome in, everybody. Patrick Johnson Show, the Get You to the Father's Day weekend edition as we uh, start things here on a uh, drive home on a Friday. Far cry from where we were uh, a week ago. A lot of optimism. It's been quite a weekend and quite a week, and uh, we finally made it to uh, the conclusion of the work week. The weekend is here. Uh, thank you for being with us uh going to link up on the phone here in Momento with uh, Bethany Bradshaw. Uh, a couple of uh, pieces of uh, breaking news. We'll let you know what's going on at the U.S. Uh, Open. Philip the Ref Pilkington standing by. He's keeping an eye on the leaderboard there and also on the Big Rock, which is the subject of a few things we're going to talk about today. Both those are. Uh, we also have a transfer portal entry for ECU joining the three we told you about yesterday. So uh, details on that coming up in just a, a little bit. But we start things first. It's a few and far between appearance, and we need to have more of them. From Bethany Bradshaw, I always say that. Uh, our great friend, author, and uh, Bethany for years uh, has been a, uh, well, an acclaimed author, but also um, sports reporter. A little less of that now, more chronicling things uh, in, uh, in book form. Uh, she just got off a uh, run here at uh, one of the gift shops down in Moorhead City. She did make her way down this week for the uh, Big Rock. Busy lady, glad to have her on here. Our great friend Bethany Bradshaw with us uh, here on the Patrick Thanks. Johnson Show. How are you? I'm doing great, Patrick. Thank you for having me on. You survived the jungle, I see. So that's that's a good thing. I did. I had the best time in the jungle. I mean, it was a sad ending, but goodness, that we were out there every minute of all of it, and it it was so much fun. What were you doing during the big uh, Sunday rain delay? Sitting at home. Um, I We had packed a dinner, but we went home and ate it. I okay. live about two miles from the stadium, and we watched two episodes of Stranger Things. Um, so <laughs> I didn't sing any karaoke. I was, I, you know, those episodes are long, so it was like a full movie, and then yeah. it's time to go back. But then my daughter, my son, and I went and got coffee and donuts at Krispy Kreme and went go. back into the jungle. Did, yeah. you, did, you, was, did you make it the whole uh, way? Uh-huh. Yeah, we wow. stayed the whole time. At that point, you're going to stay, even though there wasn't yeah. a whole lot to cheer for, sadly. But it was at that point, if you're going to go to a baseball game at 1030 at night. Yes, right. <laughs> you, you, might stay. Have, you, you stick it you out. Stay. Uh, yes, I mean, it was memorable. We had a good time. Much more uh, enjoyable to be able to have a little freedom in those rain delays as a fan than uh, as yeah. a member of the media, too. So. I thought, yeah, I thought the media seemed a little trapped. I felt kind of bad. I felt like I should be bringing them some donuts. But, I, know, I think you had a heck of a, even you would have had a heck of a time getting up there from what I understand. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Bethany Bradshaw with us. Uh, so the Big Rock went wrapping up uh, today and tomorrow. Tomorrow. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's got her book, uh, The Big Rock, which uh, has been restocked. I believe Kaufman's, Barnes & Noble in Greenville, uh, mm -hmm. other places as well that you buy books down at uh, Moorhead City. Uh, for those that, uh, you know, because if I recall, Bethany, the book, uh, even though it's been a, a, a I, would, I would consider a success, it did come out in the time of COVID, 
Uh, so mm-hmm. I had kind of a relaunch in a sense. So uh, It really has. It's kind of been, you know, we just have a little, almost a mini launch every year at this time because it's, it's a pretty timeless book. I mean, even though we focused on 2018 and 2019 in the book, the point of it is to really show what it's like inside the Big Rock by focusing on one year's tournament. So it, it doesn't, it's not like a full history where every year has to be chronicled for you to enjoy it. Um, so it's been really neat because even last night we were at a book signing down in Beaufort at Derrick Bay and there was a couple, a French Canadian couple from <laughs> Quebec city. Right. And they, they were traveling on their boat along the waterway and they didn't know really anything about the big rock. They just seen a few things written. And so I was able to explain what it was and how big the fish were. And they bought a book to go read on their boat. And I thought, well, that's so fun. Cause every year there are people down here on vacation who don't know the details and they know just enough to want to know more. So I think we're going to keep having June be because it's kind of like Christmas for our book, especially with Father's Day and the Big Rock happening kind of right on top of each other. Yeah, absolutely. With that said, there are people who have really learned uh, about it in the last handful of years, the Michael Jordan effect, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I'm sure it has a lot to do with that. So that also has to be because, you know, a lot of people, when you learn of something, you do want to maybe – find materials out there where you can learn more about it. Yes, for sure. That is my personality. If I see a movie that's based on a true story, I then want to read like seven articles about it or a book. I I always want to know more. And I think if someone watches a weigh-in down at the Big Rock Landing, they, you know, they understand, like I said, just enough to maybe chat with the person next to them, but not fully understand what they're looking at and, and what the structure and the history of the tournament are. So the book really allows them to go deep into it. And so it's fun to be able to supply that. I mean, today I'll be, um, or I was down at DG's and it was right near the big rock landing where, you know, the weigh-ins were happening. And so it allows people to kind of see what's going on down there and then come go deeper with the book. We we've had check-ins and we do have check-ins, uh, from time to time throughout the week. And I know Henry's on, uh, the Big Rock TV, and then on in the mornings, talking about it on our other uh, stations here in the company. But what would be your way of kind of describing what that scene at the weigh-in station is like? <laughs> it's just, you know, a thousand people deep sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> craziness, hot days. You know, it's usually the middle of the afternoon, sometimes going into the evening. Last year, there was a weigh-in at about 1030 at night. That's the exception, not the rule, but it was wild. Um but people just stacked up to see this fish get, you know, hoisted up um, by ropes and weighed and to hear the announcement of the weight, find out whether people have won. I mean, on Monday, you know, the first Marlin that came in to get weighed won $775,000 yeah. for its team. So that was right all out of the gate. And that doesn't always happen on Mondays, but Monday this year was crazy. In fact, the first, second, and third place Marlin are all, were all caught on Monday. So, It'll be interesting to see if that can be shaken up today or tomorrow or if it's just going to have been a really a big Monday tournament. But it's just so fun because the anticipation is always there. And there are people who are, you know, old time fans who always come and know everything and others who just wander up. Like I said, they're not really even sure what they're looking at. But that's what makes the Big Rock really special. Yeah. Bethany Bradshaw uh, with this uh, coaching third, the Keith LeClaire story. Uh, is one of them. She was involved in the Super Bowl uh, 50 book, uh, all kinds of books. Uh, Big Rock is one of them uh, as well. You can check out uh, all of uh, Bethany's, uh, 
all of Bethany's work. Uh, what's the website? Is it BethanyBradshire.com or Bethany Bradshire sure Books? Is. Yeah, Bethany Bradshire. Just BethanyBradshire.com. Yeah, BethanyBradshireBook.com mm-hmm. or com. excuse me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, I mean, Amazon as well, you can you can look there. And then, as we mentioned, Kaufman's has a restock of the Big Rock book. There's stores down in uh, Carteret County if you're down there for the rest of the weekend. Uh, the George Whitfield book about a year ago or so yes. uh, came out. Yes, that and, was fun. Uh, yeah, Coach Whit, we think of him this time of year because he's uh, he's uh, in Omaha, I'm sure. So, uh, lots yeah, of Bones absolutely. McKinney. There's a lot of great uh, uh, books, and not all of them are sports. A lot of them are based on sports, but a lot and a lot of them uh, necessarily are. But they're, they're all really great human interest uh, stories, uh, no, no matter how you slice it. Have you been? Uh, at one of the Michael Jordan weigh-ins. I was just about a minute late for the first, <laughs> cr- truly, the year the book came out was 2020, and that was his first year fishing. So he had just entered, you know, after the book came out, that we were launching it, but it was 2020, so you know what that was like. And we heard that he was coming in. My daughter and I were in Greenville, and we jumped in the car and screeched down to Moorhead City. But I think they were a little bit, you know, purposefully vague about the time that year because they didn't want a mob scene during COVID because they knew that's what they would get. So right. we went there when they said to come, but they, he had just pulled away. Now, my claim to fame is we do have a picture with Michael Jordan's Marlin because it was still hanging up, ah. uh, but he had pulled away. So, you know, my hope is I could eventually get to include some aspects of his participation in the tournament and, and re-release the book and paperback down the road. So I hope that that'll come to fruition because certainly his regular participation now three years running in the big rock has helped the tournament i mean tournament didn't need help in any sense because it's already very popular but it's really raised its profile kind of from a you know broader sense uh basketball fans pay attention even though a lot of them who post on social media don't really understand it you know they'll make a critical comment about him being eighth or 10th and not understand that right. out of 220, right. 266. It's like, no, <laughs> he's doing very well. So yeah, yeah. I know he's had a couple of Marlin releases and weighed a, a pretty good size dolphin. And it'll be, you know, again, I'm, I'm not sure if he's fishing today. Today, only about half the boats are out. I haven't checked whether catch 23 was fishing on thir- right. on Friday or Saturday. Well, everybody is, uh, use that. Uh, they kind of, Thursday, Friday, use that late day, and then maybe try to head out Saturday. Usually, yes. yeah, yeah, and that it, it makes for a lot of excitement. I mean, my favorite big rocks are the ones where, you know, a, a winning fish gets caught while the banquet has already started down at the convention center, and right. they're watching it on right. on the monitor. So you just don't ever know. It's it's always really Saturdays can be a, a dramatic day for sure. What is the appeal in your mind of this tournament? I think it is the. Well, some of it is, it's a, it's a great community event. The Big Rock gives a ton of money to Carteret County, Moorhead City area. So everybody's very invested because that tournament and its board do so much for the community. But also just when it is, it's such a tourist area, so many beautiful beaches. And so it draws people who come year after year, and that's their vacation week. Um, and I think people start to realize that it's just incredibly dramatic, and you don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And there's kind of a chess game that's going on as, as captains make a decision about when to fish and where to fish. and You know, the leaderboard gets toppled at the last minute. I, I just, you know, could not believe the drama that is embedded in this when I started doing my research. And people who don't understand what a fishing tournament can be are, are really surprised by that. 
when they start to follow it. So it's special. It's something that I think Eastern North Carolina can claim that that is really different from anything else. You know, there's ebbs and flows. And growing up in Eastern North Carolina, there's been years and periods of years where it seems like, you know, it, it was it's quote unquote peak. And then it, you know, maybe I don't know. It's other. You know, I guess a lot of that, too, is what people have going on in their individual respective lives. But, right. uh, you know, like anything, it seems like it ebbs and flows. Uh, and, and it just seems like it's on one of those swings. Um, yeah. really since the COVID year, or even in the COVID year, that it's, it's just growing by leaps and bounds every year. Mm-hmm. We had, Number of yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a, um, well, I mean, you know, nepotism be damned. Uh, that's not why we're talking <laughs> about it, but I mean, we had Henry's, uh, daughter-in-law on a boat that mm-hmm. won, won the, um, the lady anglers. Tournament. KWA, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that grows yes. every year. There's the there's the yeah, thing does. for the kids that grows every year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there it, that's that's the interesting part about this to me too is that you have all of these other I don't want to call them spinoff events, but companion mm-hmm. events that that also are huge. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's really interesting. I'm actually going to head down to the Pirates Cove tournament for the first time this year down at Oregon Inlet in August. And so it'll be interesting for me to compare the two. I've never been to another big mm-hmm. fishing tournament mm-hmm. um, because I'm working on a book about the history of um, sport fishing and boat building on the Outer Banks that some people down there have asked me to do kind of because of my involvement with the Big Rock book. So I guess I'm going to be the big sport fishing beat writer um, <laughs> along these <laughs> these coasts. But I'm looking forward to that just because I don't know how to com- what to compare the Big Rock to or how to compare it. Um, I don't think there are many tournaments that draw the type of spectators right. or buzz that the Big Rock does. What um, What else are you working on right now? I am well at the the aforementioned uh, fishing book. I'm starting to do research for that now, and I'm in the middle of writing a book about a really interesting guy from Wilmington named Lenny Simpson, who was a top level tennis player in the late 50s and 60s, and even into the early 70s. And he had connections with Althea Gibson and Arthur Ashe and his history in tennis and just his history kind of through the civil rights movement as a tennis player is just unbelievable. And he's so interesting. So I've been going down to Wilmington every couple of weeks to do interviews and get that book finished. And it should be out in the fall. It's a ghostwriting project. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm so thrilled to be doing it because his story is unbelievable. So that's, that's taking up a lot of my, you know, kind of mental energy at the moment and and a few other things. I've got another local ghostwriting book that I'll be probably ready to talk about late in the year. So then I can come back on, Patrick, yeah. because we always need a reason. No, well, we need to. We or need, not. Well, we need to have a, the or not part of that. <laughs> I, I know it's what you're doing now. So this, you know, you, I think of this business sometimes you, uh, well, you, you, you try to, if you're, if you're passionate about it still, you're investing in whatever you're in, but. Do you prefer the the book side of this as opposed to the, I guess, article writing side of this? I do now. I think it took me a little while to be able to have the kind of mental bandwidth and time to write books because I had a lot of little children there right. for quite a while. Yeah. And my attention span showed 
it that I have little children. Um, my children are getting so old now, so I'm able to <laughs> focus on some of these projects. Yeah. It's also sad. Um, but I, I do. I think for me, it just suits me to be able to dig really deep into a subject and to feel like I have kind of unlimited time in which to tell it. That's just the type of writing I prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I miss being kind of more like a beat writer at East Carolina, but it, it's just been impossible to do both that and the type of book work that I'm doing now. So, you know, yeah. there's only, only one of me, but it, it's been amazing the way the book thing has kind of um, grown and, and I'm doing a lot of writing books for other people, whether it's ghostwriting or kind of contract writing. I enjoy that, but I also am looking forward to the next book I write that, that I just want to write, which was what the big rock was Yeah, and, I, I and getting to, to do that. So it, it, it kind of ebbs and flows, but it is, it's been wonderful. It's been a really fun career so far. And with all the twists and turns it's taken, I've enjoyed all those parts. All of the books that Bethany has written at BethanyBradshaw.com or, or wherever you buy books are uh, uh, great gifts for Father's Day if you're looking for something, especially a great summer read. Uh, there is, uh, well, The Big Rock. That's what we've been talking about here inside the mm-hmm. High Stakes Hunt for the elusive Million Dollar Marlin. Uh, it is available uh, wherever you, again, you buy your books. There's there's locations in Greenville. BethanyBradshaw.com is, is a great place to go. Other books as well, which are uh, uh, fascinating stories uh, in in their own uh, right. So uh, we hope mm-hmm. you'll check that out. Uh, nice to speak Absolutely. to you. Enjoy the rest of uh, your summer, and uh, let's uh, catch up and talk soon, uh, sooner than later. That would be wonderful. You know where to find me. I'd love to come back on anytime. We'll have more on this in a little bit, but uh, Pirate started shortstop at one time and uh, became the Friday night starter for a bit, Ryder Giles. It was uh, confirmed earlier today entering the transfer portal. He'll do so as a graduate student. He gets his degree uh, from East Carolina, which is the big thing. And uh, he will have uh, one year of eligibility uh, remaining. And uh, Giles, who struggled at the plate early on, had some uh, miscues in the field, but uh, you know, is a real leader on this team, went to Cliff Godwin and said, uh, what can I do? I'll, I'll pitch if I have to. I just want to win. And you could really say that it was that selfless act from Ryder Giles and his performance once he became the starter that uh, kind of spurred the Pirates and got him going. Four and one this year and uh, did not allow an earned run against Wichita State in a game he pitched against them going seven strong innings. Uh, ended up in the bullpen and uh, some in the field during the postseason run for the Pirates. Didn't pitch in the conference tournament. Uh, we kind of started to ask, you know, where Ryder Giles was. They said he was fine, um, you know, and, and saw him a little bit in the NCAA tournament. That one appearance also made an appearance in the field. Uh, struggled with uh, the stick, as we mentioned. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, look, uh, Ryder's a big part of that uh, success of this season. And so, uh, but it seems like that the middle of the Pirate infield with Agnos coming back and then Jacob Starling emerging as he did, uh, there's some uncertainty in uh, what was going to be the final year for Ryder Giles. Uh, but... Look, that left side of the infield, short third on the mound, he's someone that uh, had big contributions to the uh, Pirates in his time at uh, ECU. 
And as you can imagine, there are some showing interest in Ryder Giles uh, already, and uh, he'll be a great leader, a young man from uh, Union Pines High School. Okay, uh, more on this coming up with uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington. We promised you an opportunity to hopefully talk uh, this week with uh, Curtis Strange from the Big Rock, the two-time U.S. Open winner as that event's going on. And we delivered on it, sort of. More next. Wrapping up the week, it's the Get You to the Father's Day weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Happy Father's Day to uh, all of the daddios out there. And uh, happy Father's Day to my dad, Kelly Johnson, the coach. And uh, we're going to try to work it out where I catch up with him maybe Monday. I know he's spending uh, Father's Day weekend down at the beach, but also then going to see my uh, granddad, his dad, uh, Mr. P.K., PK Senior for Father's Day. Uh, so uh, happy Father's Day uh, to them. Also to my brother Tate. He's a uh, great dad, and uh, his two boys. So uh, happy Father's Day to everybody uh, out there. Hope it is a really good one for you. Really do. Uh, we have uh, interesting uh, interview coming up. Um, we promised you Curtis Strange comments from Curtis Strange this week. We didn't really promise. We were hopeful we would get them, but. Uh, Curtis departed from Big Rock because he's so involved in that and then made his way down to, uh, or up, I should say, to to Brookline, where he won the first of his back-to-back U.S. Opens in uh, 88 and uh, was back there this uh, weekend. So maybe we can work it out where we talk to Curtis, get a little post-mortem on the uh, Big Rock Blue Marlin uh, event that he's so involved in, but also maybe get his thoughts on going back to Brookline uh, for the first time. Uh, before we get to those comments from Big Rock TV, where uh, the Big Hen and Curtis Strange went uh, mano a mano one on one, I just want to. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. In fact, he's someone that has had some real shoulder issues uh, and has done a lot of things to try to rehab his shoulder. He's an ex uh, college athlete, and you know, I was. We were talking a little bit about uh, some of that. He's He's got a, a child that plays sports now that's rehabbing a, a, an injury. And uh, we were talking about QC Kinetics. That came up in the course of the conversation. And he, he told me he's going to try to go and, and check things out at QC Kinetics. And, of course, I, I urged him to do that. He needs to do that as soon as possible just to see if that will help anything that's wrong with his shoulder. And, look, if you've got joint pain from be it an injury or arthritis – Traditional treatments such as pain meds and steroids and surgery, that's kind of the way it goes, you know. And there's real drawbacks to a lot of that. I mean, certainly the steroids, there's something you don't want to have to constantly inject uh, or, you know, take into your body in some way. The pain meds, you know, there's problems there that we know about. And, I mean, surgery, it's, it's always something you want to avoid. There is a better way, 
And it is here, the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics, they're the national leader in regenerative medicine. And they've got a way, it's very exciting that you could get lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Steroid shots, toxic to your joints, pain meds, addictive. You don't really want to go under the knife, as I said. So those old ways are passe. The new ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue. Athletes have been doing this for years, and it uses natural biologics. So there's no drugs, there's no surgery, there's no downtime, none of that. And there's proven relief, proven healing. QC Kinetics regenerative protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life that you deserve. So call and schedule a free consultation now. What do you got to lose? It's a free consultation. Give them a call, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics here in Greenville now at 252-765-PAIN. Uh, as promised, Curtis Strange here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Not what we had hoped, <laughs> but, hey, we'll take what we can get. Anytime you can uh, have someone uh, who's a two-time U.S. Open winner on U.S. Open Week, while the Big Rock's going on, you take what you can get. This is courtesy of Big Rock TV, the Big Hen, our guy, Henry Hinton, our roving correspondent here the last couple of weeks, had a chance to talk with uh, Curtis Strange they talked a little bit about uh, live golf. I don't know if they talked about live golf in this. I think that might have been an off-the-record conversation. But uh, they talked about Curtis going back to Brookline in the U.S. Open. They also talked about uh, the moment where Curtis Strange interviewed Michael Jordan on Monday and uh, how all that went through. So we pick up the conversation uh, at that point, courtesy of Big Rock TV. When the uh, Catch-23 came in, Henry, yeah. I want to ask you, you know Michael Jordan pretty well. You followed him since his well, senior I, year in high school. I, I, uh, I did college. know him well. <laughs> and uh, been a while. his dad. And I want to ask you something because the impact he makes on anything he does is yeah. as great now, probably greater now than it was when he was playing the NBA. So when he plays, not when he plays, when he fishes our tournament or when he plays a golf tournament, celebrity golf tournament, the impact is phenomenal, isn't it? Worldwide, you know, it's funny. You, you and I were just talking about. I was down in the Dominican Republic over Thanksgiving playing golf, and my family was down there. We got in a, uh, we got in a car, and the driver said to me, "Where are you from?" And I said, "Oh, we're from North Carolina." He went, "Oh, Michael Jordan." I mean, he didn't know I was from Greenville. He was <laughs> just just saying North Carolina brought Michael Jordan to mind for a guy that lives in another part of the world. So you know, people all over the world know Michael, and so just having him here. And then having him be willing to come out of the uh, boat yesterday and talk to you, we were talking about it. I was like, you know, the only person who's going to get him out of that boat is Curtis Strange. And Curtis went out there. He still owes me money, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dumb enough to play you for money, is he? You know, I like people like Michael who think they can. I, wait a minute. He is. He, trust me, he is. Oh, like, yeah. I, I, oh, wait a minute. We want to hear more about this. Come I like on. people like This is like breaking Michael. news. This might make ESPN tonight. We need to I love people like Michael who think they can play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you probably make your living like that now, don't you? <laughs> Pigeon, is that what you're called? <laughs> Let me tell you something. He's, he's wonderful. And, you know, the, I'll, I'll tell you from a golf standpoint, uh, the greatest 
PR, we can have as, as, uh, our other athletes, great athletes in other sports, pick up the game and start talking about it and playing in these celebrity tournaments. Michael did it years ago. It's great th- to show that these other athletes are such jocks, you know, that yeah. pick up this game of golf and, and, and love it. And it brings yeah. more and more people to the game. And that's a good thing for everyone. But, you know, hockey players are tremendous uh, uh, golfers. A lot of baseball pitchers are wonderful golfers because they don't do much. They pitch every four days or so. So there's a lot of great athletes that have picked this thing up. And these celebrity golf tournaments, uh, for all the other athletes, are, are quite competitive and, and really good players. So, in fact, there's a 56-year-old ex-hockey player that just qualified for the U.S. Open that's being played uh, started yesterday. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's good to see, and he's been the leader of all of that. Since it's U.S. Open week, can I ask Curtis a U.S. Open question? Uh, Curtis Strange, the... Um, one of two people to ever win back-to-back U.S. Opens? Well, it's the only two that I know of. Uh, I thought it was you and, uh, you and Jones. Uh, so you're going up to the – you're going to be leaving us uh, tomorrow morning and going up to the U.S. Open. What's it like for you now as one of the greatest golfers in the history of the game, U.S. Open winner back-to-back? What's it like for you to go to these events now? I don't go to them like that ordinarily. I, it, it's been 34 years since the U.S. Open was at the Country Club, which is where it is this year. And um, I got a little bit talked into it, but I'm glad I'm going. I, I think it, it's going to be a great trip down memory lane. I don't do that very well, but I think I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, visit a few people that I haven't seen in a couple of years. Um, and just hang for two days and uh, enjoy the atmosphere. Uh, not mess with the players, not doing any TV, just kind of being around. And uh, it's going to be great fun. I want to see the golf course again because every golf course changes over time and see some more friends for the USGA. So uh, I'm going up there. I'll be back here Saturday morning to be a part of this Saturday afternoon. Good stuff there. Uh, that's awesome that he's going back. You know, he usually does TV for the Masters for uh, ESPN. Curtis does. ESPN uh, not involved in any of the telecast this week. It's a uh, golf, NBC, USA, Peacock product. Uh, but the fact that Curtis is up there and uh, taking all that in and, and going back to that course, I think is really awesome. So we appreciate that, uh, courtesy of uh, Big Rock TV and our guy, the uh, Big Hen. All right, uh, speaking of U.S. Open leaderboards, speaking of what's going on at the Big Rock and uh, some other developments around Pirate Nation and beyond, uh, we'll send it now to our update desk where Philip the Ref Pilkington is standing by with a 94-3 the game sports flash update. A couple weeks ago, leading up to the high school softball championship series, uh, we tried to get uh, Coach Wayne Deans on with uh, Conley, and we were unable to work it out with his schedule and with my schedule and with the broadcast schedule, you know, in and around uh, things going on with baseball. But uh, it was really cool uh, that Conley was able to come back from an 0-1 deficit after losing in the first game on Friday night and ended up uh, winning the state championship. Uh, earlier today, some of the girls from that team showed up uh, on the Talk of the Town program. Uh, Coach Jana Bullard, the assistant, and Coach Wayne Deans also uh, was uh, on with Henry Hinton and Talk of the Town. They were at uh, Great Harvest earlier this morning, so we wanted to bring you some of the uh, audio uh, from that. And, uh, of course, it starts with uh, Henry congratulating Coach Deans on Conley's tremendous run. We finished uh, thirty and two overall, and uh, to get a chance to play for a state championship was pretty special. Uh, tell us what made this team good. Very unselfish group of young ladies, hardworking, uh, never gave up. Yeah, 
I know some of these girls. I've been watching them. They've been good softball players for a long time. So, Jana, uh, talk about the state championship run and how these girls handled it all. Well, there was a lot of um, kind of press surrounding that because the pitcher that we were facing is one of the top recruits in the nation, but we knew that we had a really solid team overall. And you beat her? We beat her. Yes, sir. Yeah, we dropped game one but came back strong and um, won the next two. So it's a best of three? Yes, sir, best of three. And uh, so uh, tell us about the run, Wayne. The uh, Who'd you beat going on the way to the championship? Uh, well, you had four rounds of single elimination. Um, but to get there, we had to be, play the best two out of three in the regional uh, Eastern Finals, which was against Fuquay Verena. Um, and really, we only suffered two losses, and that was one regular season loss uh, to Washington High School, who also went to state championship series. And then uh, that game won at the state championship, and uh, these guys were just all about just winning and, and building up winning streaks. Where was the state championship game played? We were lucky enough to play at Duke at their softball facility. Good facilities? It was very nice, yes, very nice. yes. All right, I want to meet the girls. So you guys can slide over, and I'll start on this end down here because I know this one. I'm going to go by, and I'm going to say, here's the deal. Tell us your name and the position that you play, and then I'll ask you a question. Okay. I am Aiden McHugh, and I play shortstop and catcher. And Amy's parents are good friends of mine. Lisa McHugh is a sweet, sweet lady. I've uh, I've known Lisa for a long time. We've worked in the radio industry. I've tried to hire her eight times to come back, but she won't do it. <laughs> she's not going to come back. <laughs> I know she's not. She's making too much money doing other stuff now. Uh, all right, but let, let's, uh, let's hear about uh, your feelings about the state championship. I think it was an interesting feeling, never done it. So I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it, and I hope to do it again. Yeah. What year are you? I'm a 2023. I'm a junior and upcoming senior. All right. And this girl's a prospect. Let's go right here. Who's you, who are you? My name is Savannah. And what's your name? Savannah. What's your last name? Savannah Akins. Savannah Akins. What position did you play? Second base. What year are you? I'm an upcoming junior. Upcoming junior. So you're a rising junior. Uh, tell us about the uh, winning a state championship. Do you feel like a champion? Yes, sir, I do. It was just a lot of fun times with my team because we're all, like, so close. We have good team chemistry, and it really came together through, throughout the weekend that we played at Duke. Well, they'll never be able to take it away from you. You'll always be a state champion. Good for you. What's your name? Mia Trueblood. And what position did you play? I played left field. Tell us about winning the state championship, what that means to you. It was pretty awesome. I mean, to do that on that stage, it's, it feels good. Yeah. Did you like playing at Duke? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. And what's your name? My name's Emma Adams. Emma, what position do you play? Pitcher in first base. Right. Why did I know you were a pitcher? Because you're a tall lady. Uh, now, tell us about the girl that you faced that's like one of the top national prospects that you guys beat who was the pitcher. She was solid. I mean, she's she's the real deal. Um she has good pitches, but we made adjustments and we we figured a way to hit her out. How many hits did y'all get off her? You know, I have no. But you you hit enough to win. Yeah, what was the score of that game? Um, the first game we won was two to one, and then the the final game was three to nothing. Did she pitch every game? Yes, she did. Wow. Well, congratulations. What's your name? My name is Emma Kate Reynolds. Emma Kate, and uh, what position did you play? I'm a pitcher. Oh, you're a pitcher also. And uh, what year are you? Um, I'm a rising junior. All right. So, these, man, this is a young team. Coach, you're going to be good next year, too. Uh, talk about uh, the run to the state championship. How, how did that feel? It was really fun. Friday night, I th feel like a lot of us got nervous and stuff. 
but we ended up, we came out Saturday and we came out for a new day and we came ready to play and ready to win. All right. This is the DH college softball team. Just won the four a state championship in softball. What is, Oh, you got the state champions uh, t-shirt on. I like that. Very good. What's your name? Uh, Olivia Knight. Olivia, what position did you play? Uh, I'm a catcher. And what year are you? I just graduated. So, oh, so you're going. You're. Are you the only one that's graduated out of this group? Two, two of you have graduated. Okay. Uh, and um, uh, do you feel like a champion? Absolutely. Absolutely. So have, have people like? Has it changed your life? How's it? What's happened with since the championship game? I mean, like we we've been recognized, like you know, by other people, and like, oh, you're the state champion. Like you're from Conley and stuff like that. It feels great. It feels like. Like, we deserve this. Like, we've worked so hard this whole season. And not just this season, but, like, the four years that I've been here, it's it's something that we've worked toward. So Have you given any autographs? No. Can I get your autograph? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's hear it for them. The state champions. <laughs> Very exciting. The uh, D.H. Connolly girls softball team, state champions. Ladies, congratulations. The whole community's proud of you. And, Coach? You're getting a bunch of them back next year. You're going to repeat? <laughs> Pressure's on now. Pressure's on. <laughs> hey, thank you for coming by, guys. Good to see you. Really cool stuff there. Great to have uh, Coach Deans, Coach Bullard, and the uh, Conley, uh, some of the Conley players from the state championship team. Henry's become our kind of roving correspondent here the last couple of weeks. Had the great uh, postgame uh, jungle report last week, and then we – Talked to him at the Big Rock and uh, got him on these uh, two deals today. That was that was really fantastic. So the Big Hen providing this content, that's good stuff there. But, hey, congratulations to Conley. They won 30 games and uh, bounced back and uh, able to win two in a row on Saturday, as you heard, against some really, really uh, top-notch competition out of the West. And D.H. Conley, you're uh, – 2022 4A softball state champions, another piece of hardware for the uh, Conley uh, kids. We, we've had a couple state championship uh, teams this past sports season in uh, Pitt County. And uh, next week, we're going to talk with Ron Butler, who is uh, wrapping up business in a couple of weeks as the uh, Pitt County Director of Athletics. Of course, Ron, uh, a great friend, and uh, Ron also a uh, a stellar athlete in high school and college in his own right has uh, been a great friend. We'll, we'll talk to Ron next week on the program uh, about his time. And uh, he'll be, uh, he'll be uh, followed by uh, Rob Maloney, who is the uh, Conley AD and uh, basketball coach. They've hired his replacements in both of those capacities now. And he is uh, taken over as uh, the successor of Ron officially after July 1st. But uh, I know he's been on the job. And we're going to talk to him in a couple weeks to uh, kind of get uh, Rob to reminisce a little about his time at Conley, but also uh, move uh, towards uh, the job as the county athletic director. And I think uh, Rob Maloney's got as good a temperament in dealing with people and diffusing situations and in being fair about things as anybody around that you'll find. A, a great gentleman, but so is Ron Butler, too. We will be back to wrap things up on this edition of the Patrick Johnson Show coming up after this time out. 
There is, believe it or not, a stack of stuff that uh, we usually don't get to. And uh, I'll, I'll save some of that for Monday. Monday, by the way, Coach Godwin will be with us, kind of a wrap-up of the uh, Pirate uh, baseball season and uh, state of the program, which is in a, a tremendously healthy place with uh, Cliff Godwin. Uh, looking forward to that uh, next week. Thanks to Bethany Bradshaw for being on with us today, and uh, thanks to the Big Rock TV people and uh, my colleagues over at Talk of the Town for uh, getting all of that done. Uh, wanted to make mention of this. We're going to save some of the audio for this. We may even try to get some folks on early next week about this as well. Uh, but uh, it has been reported that lawmakers next week will consider two bills to legalize online sports gambling in North Carolina. The bills are intended to be passed in tandem, according to reports. Uh, the Senate bill, 688, passed a divided state Senate last year. It has been awaiting action in the House throughout this current legislative session. The House Judiciary Committee will hear the bill along with Senate Bill 38, which is an unrelated bill that will be gutted and amended to be an accompanying sports gambling measure. Uh, our friend Jason Sane has uh, said that will be the case. He told... Uh, particularly WRAL News, that on uh, Thursday. So the new legislation makes significant changes to Senate Bill 688, increasing the fees and tax rates paid by sports wagering operators. Operators would pay $1 million, up from a half million in the original bill to obtain a five-year license. So now it is a $1 million fee, not a half million dollar fee. A renewal license would cost a million. That's up from 100000 from the original bill. The new bill would change the way operators tax bills are calculated with the intention of raising their tax rate to 14%. It was just 8% in the original bill. The original bill is projected to bring in 8 to $24 million annually in, in revenue. Uh, so we'll get into some of this. Might get Jason Sane on next week. Uh, there's also uh, some reporters working on this. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see who we can maybe uh, rustle up next week. But I thought that was uh, quite interesting. All right. Uh, hey, happy Father's Day weekend to everyone uh, out there, you and yours. Happy Father's Day to my dad, the coach, Kelly Johnson, my granddad, Mr. PK, uh, Patrick Kelly Sr., and also, uh, as I mentioned earlier, to my brother Tate, uh, father of two great sons. Hope you have a tremendous Father's Day, and uh, if you spend it with your dad or granddad or with your sons, what our daughters, what a blessing that uh, certainly will, will be. Uh, hey, have a great, safe weekend. We will catch you coming up on the Patrick Johnson Show next week.